And so we want to look into 2 Corinthians, a fourth chapter. I'm going to read verses 7 to 18. I'll be reading from the New uh, International Version. And as we are turning there, uh, this great letter is from the author of Paul, who wrote 1 Corinthians. Also, there's a believe there might be another letter missing that he refers to uh, in there. Now they have come to a point of repentance, and he's excited that they became sorrowful, and the sorrowful led to repentance, but also he's encouraging them to be of good faith. And so we, too, can be encouraged to be of good faith. And the reason why we can be of good faith, he writes in this letter, reading verse 7, says here, But we have this treasure in jars of clay, to show that this all-surpassing power is from God and not from us. We are hard-pressed on every side, but not crushed, perplexed, but not in despair, persecuted, but not abandoned, struck down, but not destroyed. We always carry around in our body the death of Jesus so that the life of Jesus may also be revealed in our body. For we who, have, who are alive are always being given over to death for Jesus' sake, so that this life may also be revealed in our mortal body. So then death is at work in us, but life is at work in you. It is written, I believe, therefore I have spoken. Since we have that same spirit of faith, we also believe and therefore speak. Because we know that the one who raised the Lord Jesus from the dead will also raise us with Jesus and present us with you to himself. All this is for your benefit, so that the grace that is reaching more and more people may cause thanksgiving to overflow to the glory of God. Therefore, we do not lose heart, though outwardly we are wasting away, yet inwardly we are being renewed day by day for our light and momentary troubles are, are achieving for us an eternal glory that far outweighs them all. So we fix our eyes not on what is seen, but on what is unseen, since what is seen is temporary, but what is unseen is eternal. Praise God for his word. If you can help me announce this topic to your neighbor, tell them the, the weight of glory. Help me announce it to your other side, tell them weight of glory. First, for us to understand the weight of glory is to understand that glory is the Lord's and his alone. Glory belongs to the Lord, and he will not share his glory with another. The joy of the Lord is his creation, and he created man for his glory. And that's why he created us, th them. That's what it says, Isaiah 43 and 7, from, from this great giver of great gifts. Because you know every good and perfect gift comes from the Father of above, has given us this great treasure. This treasure we have from God is priceless, and it contains the surpassing power of God. Tell your neighbor, what I got is priceless, and, it's, and it contains, tell them, and it contains the surpassing power of God. I don't have a weak thing. I don't have a small thing, not a smart time thing, but I have something that has power, surpassing power. Why? Because it comes from the all-powerful God, and it's a good and a perfect gift. You know if you got a good and a perfect gift, tell your name, I got a good and perfect gift. 
Therefore, whatever we are able to accomplish for the glory of the Lord, we realize is not from us, but from God, who's working in us and is working through us. That is why Paul was able to point out to them the works of Christ in his ministry to the church of Corinth in this great letter. He points to us again. I'll lead us back to the chapter. It says this, this work of Christ is continuous death of flesh to live. We are afflicted on every way but not crushed. We are perplexed, but not despairing, persecuted, but not forsaken, struck down, but not destroyed. He's pointing out to us that the work of this Christian ministry involves suffering. Look at how Paul is showing the contrast and how we are afflicted or have troubles, but all around us, but we're not crushed or defeated. We are perplexed. Anybody been perplexed before? Not knowing what to do but not despairing or giving up hope of life. We are persecuted, but not forsaken, or God has not abandoned us, even though other people are trying to kill us or come after us or bullying us or teasing us, calling us all kind of names. But I'm glad that my name is written in the Lamb's book of life. So you realize that they may have come on me, but they can't stop me because of this great power that's within us. So the reason why Paul was able to face all that he was because he knew the giver of glory who has given him hope. And Paul desired to know the power of the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Therefore, carrying this threat of death in the ministry, he knew the power of life by keeping on in this ministry. Do you understand that people were trying to kill him? And so therefore, every time he faced and preached the word of God, they wanted to kill him. They did not like him. But he realized, as I'm carrying this death, I'm also carrying the power of his resurrection. He understood that as much as they are coming against me, trying to crush me and get on me, but they can't beat me because I have something greater in me. So therefore, us and our Christian while we should not fear knowing that we might face pain, we might face hardships, we might face trouble. We might be able to be like James, count it pure joy when you go through diverse trials and tribulations. He realized that though they are coming against me, I have a hope that won't disappoint me. Because he understood that for in our knowing this pain for him, we also will know his reign with him. We get excited about how we want God to bless us, but we understand that Jesus let us know that blessed is thee who are persecuted for my name's sake. Greater is your reward in heaven. Do you understand what the reward is going to be? The reward is going to be that we're going to be able to be with our brother who has to be the son of the king. And if he's the son of the king and he's my brother, then that makes us heirs because he's an heir. We're co-heirs in this great kingdom. So now we can reign with him. So I think I can go through a little pain for him. Come on, somebody. And so when you know the giver of glory, you understand he's the giver of hope. The giver of hope is he who raised Jesus from the grave. That's why Paul is able to say, knowing that he who raised the Lord Jesus will raise us also with Jesus and will present us with you. The Christian thought was not Paul's alone. Peter said, but God raised him up again, putting an end to the agony of death, since it was impossible for him to be held in its power. Find that Acts 2nd chapter 24. Jude also says that Jesus believed to be half-brother. Now to him who was able to keep you from stumbling and to make you stand in the presence of his glory, blameless with great joy. Do you understand that the hope he has that no matter what I'm going through, there's something greater. 
that's going to come. You know what he's talking about? Well, that something greater is going to come that we'll be able to appear in his glory. Do you understand just to wait to appear in his glory or something to long for Paul's hope in the Lord is for, is, is for Corinth's benefit? He says, he says this, all of this is for your benefit. And as God's grace reaches more and more people, there will be great thanksgiving and God will receive more and more glory. Has your hope in the Lord been a blessing for someone else? They were confused and not know where to turn. They were confused and overwhelmed by the troubles of life. But you knew the hope and you introduced them to the one who can make a way out of no way because he is the way. You was able to find the truth and show them the truth because he is the truth. You had to help to introduce them to life because he is the life and the resurrection. Have you been able to point them to somebody who's greater than the problems that they're facing, bigger than the troubles that's on them, bigger than the debt that may be becoming them, to realize that my God is greater, bigger, better, and, and, and so enough, so enough, worthy of all the praise. So when you know the giver of hope, you can point to other people that I know somebody can bring you through this mess. I know your time is trouble. I, I know things are not going the way you want them to go. You're, you're looking for another job. You broke up out of another relationship. You, you look, you're on your last dime. You're going from paycheck to paycheck. You got to move out of this house. You're out there in the cold. Got a bare refrigerator. But I'm here to let you know all this is just temporary. Because we have something that's greater. Do you know when someone has something that's light and, and we joke about it when people mess with somebody giving them trouble? If you heard that when people say someone's giving them trouble, they say, take care of my lightweight. Because you understand that I don't, I don't have to put up with you. Take care of my lightweight. Let me help somebody out that the troubles in this earth that we're facing, they're lightweights. You don't have to worry about them because pretty soon you're about to become a heavyweight because the weight of glory with this great hope there is no need to give up that's why we never give up Paul writes though our bodies are dying our spirits are being renewed every day I like that part he says he says I never give up even though my body is dying <laughs> our spirits are being renewed he, he point out that that what I have is dying that's temporal so I don't care about that that's lightweight but something greater something bigger awesome magnificent throwing your other actions you want to get it is inside of me and it's being renewed every day renewed is to be made new every day God makes our spirit brand new each day through the washing and the regeneration of the Holy Spirit our Lord is blessing us so there's no need for us to hand, hang our head down. And check this out, how we are renewed every day. You don't have to sign a new contract. You don't have to sign up for another two-year agreement. You don't have to pay an installation fee. All you have to do is wake up. And it's showing up the Lord is already on his job, renewing us and refreshing us to make us brand new. Anybody here has some bad days and you try to forget about, but our God can make us over? Those troubles and trials may be on us, but yet we can look up to the hope given us and realize I got a reason to live. I, I know troubles are hard. I know things are not going the way I would like them to be. But my God is able 
to bring me through. My God is able to renew me. My God is able to transform me, to renew my mind, and so enough give me the strength. So therefore, Paul sees the outer man dying, but the inner man living to serve the Lord. They, that's why I put this way, this way that Paul realized that we ought to be the living dead. <laughs> dead on the outside, but alive on the inside. <laughs> therefore, the trials and the tribulations that we are going through are only temporary and, and, and comparable to what is to come. They are just lightweights. For a momentary light affliction is producing for us an eternal weight of glory far beyond all comparison. While we look not at the things which are seen, but at the things which are not seen. For the things which are seen are temporal, but the things which are not seen are eternal. This shows us that our light affliction will produce to us something worth more value than what this world could ever offer. In comparison, what we are facing in this world is lightweight. Therefore, this little irritant, like a grain of sand to an oyster, that we go through will produce for us an eternal weight or a heavy weight of glory. This will produce something of greater value, like a pearl is of greater value to us than a grain of sand that was an irritant to that oyster. The oyster may not know that what he went through with this irritant produced something of greater value than the grain of sand, but we too can see that what I'm going through has nothing in comparison to what I'm going to see. Can you wait to see the glory? Because we see the glory, but we can see the glory with the faith that we have in God. While we look not at things which are seen, but at the things which are not seen. For the things which are seen are temporal, but the things which are not seen are eternal. Can I deal with this word temporal for a moment? What we see as temporal is to say it's regulated by time. Therefore, since it's regulated and measured by time, there's an expiration date. As in time, that means, and as in time, it will perish. It will expire. It will be soon of no use. But the things that are not seen are eternal. Moses understood the weight and the presence of God and desire to see God's glory, to see God's eternal greatness, we can find this heavy conversation in Exodus 33rd chapter verses 17 through 20. You heard me say heavy conversation. Let me deal with that for a moment because glory is heavy. That's what it means to be weighty, to be heavy. That's why our God is a heavyweight. Because if his glory fills this room, watch out somebody, we will all have to bow down because it's too heavy. You know when you give up and you give out, your knees give in, you buckle, just the presence of the Lord will buckle your knee. Because he's just that heavy. He's just that radiant. He's just that great. And, and Moses understood that God, I, I want to see your presence. But God understood what Moses did not understand, that you can't see me and live. The Lord said to Moses, I will also do the thing of which you have spoken, for you have found favor in my sight, and I have known, and, and have known you by name. Then Moses said, I pray you, show me your glory. And he said, I myself will make all my goodness pass before you and will proclaim the name of the Lord before you. I will be gracious to whom I will be gracious, and I will show compassion on whom I will show compassion. But he said, you cannot see my face, for no man can see me 
and live. Uh, Paul is aware of how great is our God, and he too desires to know our Father, and this all possible through the Father's only begotten Son who prayed this prayer, Father, I desire that they also whom you have given me be with me where I am so they may see my glory, which you have given me, for you love me before the foundation of the world. Jesus prayed this prayer, John 17, verse 24, in the garden. And he says, I want them to see my glory, which you have given me, for you love me before the foundation of the world. How can we see this glory? And where is this Jesus? We know he's in where? heaven, which we cannot see. Am I talking to somebody here this morning? But we cannot see, but it is eternal. It's not temporal. And he's longing for us to see his glory, which is eternal. For this reason, this outer man must die. Tell your neighbor, your outer man must die. And God will renew the inner man and change us to see him see Him when it's our time. You know that time is going to come because darkness and death does not exist where we can have hope and this hope will endure forever in the light because the hardships that we're going through is going to end at a certain time because, you know, time is coming to an end. You know, time is, time is winding up. <laughs> we know how to say, get your house in order. We say all these things because we understand that time is winding up because when will the clock stop? When eternity begins. So do not be afraid, Jesus says, for I am the first and the last, the living one. I was dead, and behold, I am alive forevermore, and I have the keys of death of Hades. And look, so whom shall we fear? We have this great power that is in us. This power comes from the undisputed, undefeated, greatest of all time, heavyweight champion of the world, the rock of ages, the rock of my salvation, the rock of strength, the rock of my refuse, the great I am, the creator himself, the word and our hope, the Lord Jesus Christ. So why is it that I can keep my head up no matter what's going on around the world? Because I'm still on the winning side. I'm still in his grace. I'm still in his love. I'm still in his peace. So come on trouble. Try to knock me down but you can't crush me. You can't destroy me. You can't even make me give up or make me give in despair because I have a hope and our hope is in Jesus. That's why we can stand on Christ. Our solid rock. <laughs> because of this great weight of glory. So do you have something special inside you? Something priceless inside of you? Something that surpasses the power of all that we know? If you do, then you know the glory of the Lord. And we know the glory of the Lord, you know he is your strength. He is your light. He is your rock. Every, every mind, every head bowed, every eyes closed. Lord, we come right now, God. Just thankful, God, that we can know you and to know your glory. To know regardless of what the world comes and brings to us, it cannot defeat us because of what you have put in us. And Lord, Lord, we pray right now there might be someone here who does not know Jesus. God, we pray that they too can know this great power, this great treasure that too can be inside them. To know that no matter what the world throws against them, 
It cannot defeat those who are in Christ Jesus. Lord, we ask right now that you minister to our hearts and continue to embolden us and strengthen us, God, that we truly must die on the outside. And you will renew us so we'll be alive on the inside. And, Lord, we wait patiently to that day that the trumpet will blast and we all be changed in the twinkling of an eye to be called up in glory to be with you. In Jesus' great name, Lord, we pray. Amen. Amen. And may we extend the hand of the South.